song is actually called Million Dollar Baby, and it's uh, wonderfully apt because uh, we're going to talk about uh, a really, really interesting million-dollar subject now, and uh, that's because New Zealand has a new richest horse race, and it's all part of making our best race meet even better. Uh, that's the Karaka, of course, meeting at uh, Ellerslie. And late yesterday, New Zealand Bloodstock announced a partnership with the new TAB Entain Group, which will see the Karaka Million three-year-old classic reach $1.5 million in prize money. You can find this uh, on the night with the already prestigious two-year-old race worth a million dollars and another newly announced million-dollar race open for all four-year-olds. And that Karaka Million Twilight Race Night continued to be the hottest ticket on our equine calendar and getting hotter. The last piece of the puzzle now is the race against the clock for Ellerslie's new track. If completed for the January deadline, it really would usher in a new era for racing in New Zealand. Andrew Seabrook is the Managing Director of uh, New Zealand Bloodstock. is uh, a good friend to us here on SENZ. So good morning to you, Andrew. Uh, wonderful news coming through to uh, please all those involved uh, in the racing industry yesterday. Congratulations. Yeah, good morning, Smithy. Yeah, thanks for that. It's um, no, it's huge news and something we've been uh, working on for a while with NZTR and and Entain TAB. It's uh, absolutely brilliant. Uh, that race night now, six races are going to be worth sort of four million plus. So uh, yeah, for that three-year-old race to go to one point five million, it's huge. It's just come at the right time and and, and something the industry is in, in need of. And geez, I've had a lot of calls this morning. Just uh, hung up from Peter Moody. Actually, he's excited about it and keen to bring horses across. So no, it's uh, fantastic news. Morning, Andrew. Louis here. Great to have you uh, on the program. And it, it's felt like a massive year on and off the track for uh, racing in general. How long has it been a desire of yours in New Zealand Bloodstock to be able to increase these stakes? Has it been something you've been looking at for a while? Oh, yeah, for a long time. And it was just a matter of how and how, when we did it, Louis. And um, so we sat down with uh, NZTR a couple of months ago and, and uh, Cameron and Cameron George, Bruce Herrick and the board were very keen to support the night and uh, they recognised that it was it's the main, it's the biggest event in the New Zealand racing calendar. They're very, very keen to support it. So I can't thank them enough for their support, their financial support in, in making this happen. Um, and, you know, we've, we've chosen the right race, we believe, the three-year-old race. That's what we, uh, that's what we breed, you know, three-year-olds and what have you. So um, really, really good. And, uh, of course, we've got the four-year-old race, which is open to all horses. That's a million dollars. And not to be confused, I think there's still a little bit of confusion out there, but the four-year-old race is not just for, for uh, NZB graduates. That's for all horses, uh, whether New Zealand or Australia or wherever. So, um, yeah, no, just just huge, Louis. I think it's, um, as I said, it's come at the right time. And, look, Entain's uh, introduction into the industry has just been fantastic. And they'll, be, they'll make more announcements coming up. I know they've got other things planned, and I, I think... Uh, they're just going to have a really positive impact on our industry going forward. It's going to be very busy leading into spring and all the way through with all the change happening, but we wouldn't like it any other way, really. Uh, Seebs, could you just give us the rundown of who, the breakdown of funding for these races now? Because as you said, there's another million-dollar race that's been introduced. So on the night, there's six races. Uh, there's some other very yep. good races, and I assume uh, ATR will have something to say about that prize money as well. So who, who's responsible for funding these races individually now? Well, it's, it's between NZB, um, NZTR, um, and and of course the purchasers pay a, pay a nomination fee to, to get into the Cracker Million series. So for the million and one point five million dollar races, they pay a, the purchasers pay a fee of three thousand dollars, which isn't increasing by the way. Even though we've increased the stake by half a million, 
um, that's, that's, uh, there's no increase to what the purchaser pays. So, yeah, that's how it's funded between the, the purchaser payments, the NZB's funding and, and NZTR. And, of course, now with Entain on board, it's just uh, allowed us to to really take the night to another level. And it's not just about the uh, the race night either. They're, they're wanting to put us in to get together and spend $1.5 million at the sales. I mean, that in itself is fantastic news, Louis. You know, so... Um, Mm. Um, no, it's all looking. It's all very positive, and I and I know they'll, they've got uh, more announcements to make going forward as well. Andrew, uh, in terms of uh, the one point five million dollar three year old race, um, how how uh, is the order of entry going to work for that? Is it a rating point system, or uh, is it done on prize money? Prize money one. Yeah, no, it'll, it's it's done on on ratings, uh, Smithy. So the two year old race, of course, that's done on prize money. Um, the three-year-old race is done on ratings. So, um, yeah, at the you know the, we keep a track of those horses and, the, and their ratings in New Zealand and Australia. And um, yeah, so the top 16 highest-rated horses will, will make the field. And then, of course, the four-year-old race I understand will be a mile, and that, I'm sure that'll be a, a, a handicap race. Mm. A mile handicap for a million bucks in late January. All of a sudden, that Australian calendar kind of has a little bit of a lull on that weekend, and and now there's probably enough incentive for your top jockeys to come across. Uh, also, for trainers to maybe bring one, two, or three horses to have a go, have a raid. So you said you got off the phone from uh, the Great Moods. What has the reaction been from across the ditch? And are you? Hoping that you get Raiders. I mean, obviously the local. Oh, it, yeah. it takes everyone to the another another level, doesn't it? Uh, we'll, we'll get horses coming across for sure. I mean, we've already had, um, as I say, Peter Moody rang me at seven o'clock this morning our time. What's that? Five o'clock his time. He was, he's really excited about it. He said he's got a, a number of four-year-olds uh, that he could, uh, you know, look at bringing over. But I'm sure Chris Waller, you know, will support the support the night. Um, but they can bring more than one horse, you know. For they've got three races to choose from now, and plus with a with a travel subsidy that um, they'll be getting, um, it, it makes it very attractive. And of course, then then they can come to the sales, Louis, and uh, replenish your stock. So uh, it's a win win, hopefully. Great, great lead-in, because that's what I'm wondering. So there's been a bit of flux over the last couple of years just with COVID and sales dates. So you go back to the uh, conventional method of the race night and then everybody a little bit slow the next morning, apart from you, Andrew, because you're the most mature and responsible person I've ever come across in my life. Um, A little bit slow (laughs) out the sales, but the adrenaline is running through you. Uh, Is that where you're comfortable in New Zealand bloodstock is, is happy to have settled. Do you think that this is the best option as far as on the calendar for the vendors and for the clients they're looking to purchase? Yeah, absolutely. It, it uh, was unfortunate that, that, that uh, this year it was a week out from the uh, sale of the race, but uh, that won't happen again. We've sorted out the sale dates with, uh, with Inglis's going forward. That, that, that's not going to happen. And Wellington Racing Club have been accommodating too. So for the next 10 years... Um, and going going forward, but we've locked in for the next ten years that we will race on the last Saturday uh, in January. The last Saturday in January that that'll never change. So, and now it works really well. The buyers come over from around the world and and uh, races that night and then to the sales the next day. So, uh, no, that that's a, a formula that works really well. Across the three races, uh, as such that we're talking about here, 
Uh, Andrew, um, w- and with your sale, of course, uh, going on uh, the, the, the very next morning beginning, uh, I just wonder what are the qualifications? Uh, do they have to be sales, Caracas sales, purchased horses for all those events, or uh, is it one race where it's a bit more open slather? Yeah, it's just, just the two-year-old and three-year-old races are for NZB graduate Smithy. Um, the four-year-old race is for is open to all horses from any country in the world, so that's open. And then there's three group races on the night, and, that, and they're open as well. There's a, there's a sprint race, there's a fillies and mares race, and there's, an, there's another race. There's three group races. So, no, it's just the two races, the million-dollar two-year-old and the $1.5 million three-year-old that are closed for uh, NZB graduates. So here we are, we're uh, almost uh, knocking on the door of another new season in terms of uh, thoroughbred racing, 1st of August of course. Where are you now at uh, your planning stages um, this early for the sales? Um, I mean, you know, at what point do you start saying, right, here's our catalogue listing starting? Yeah, no, good question, Smithy. So the entries actually closed last week for the sales that are in next January. So we've received, uh, I don't know, about 1,800 uh, yearly nominations. So that's, you know, that's just over half the full crop. So a uh, large number of yearlings. So what happens now is the boys go uh, go out into the field. They'll, they'll go and inspect all those horses. Uh, it'll take them about six weeks. And then uh, in mid-September, we sit down, about six or eight of us, we sit down, we go through all the pedigrees of those horses, we match the pedigrees up, we talk about their, the, what the horses look like on confirmation and type, and then we do our very, very best to uh, put those horses into, into the two sales, book one and, and, and book two. So um, it's, not an easy, it's not an easy job, but uh, it's an it's a interesting, uh, interesting task to you know, sift through those, all those horses and try and get them in the in the right sale, which is uh, we, we don't always get right, of course. But um, yeah, so that's how it's done. And then the catalogs printed and produced um, in uh, November. We we go to print straight after Melbourne Cup week. Try and get the latest form in there and into the catalogs of the black type that we win throughout the, the um, Derby and Cup week in uh, Melbourne. Um, and goes to print and then uh, catalogs out late November. Then uh, we take it to the world. It, it's an imperfect science, isn't it? And one of my favourite things to do is when you guys, it, when it comes to the the Karaka race week, and at the barrier draw, you give us those stats about where the horse was purchased and the amount of horses, you know, that we, we that we see from book two that can get up and running for the two year old race, and then the you know train on for the three year old race. It's amazing. There's something for everyone, and that's what you have always told us. To be fair, Andrew, I'm just wondering. Last weekend, there was the Breeding Awards, and it was a bit of a, a red-letter season for um, well, a couple of farms in particular, and I know that you must have been fielding lots of calls, and so many people in conversation must just be asking you about Prasir, the new champ, and the level of interest when it comes to maybe there'll be some through the ready-to-runs and then the yearling sales next year. And it, How good is it to have another genuine superstar stallion on our shores? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's um, I mean, we were all wondering who's going to be the uh, successor to Sabbeel, and Sabbeel's still a great stallion, still going very, very well. But he's getting older now. But uh, look, the success of our stallions in general the last twelve months in Australia has been the best in a couple of decades. Uh, our performances in Australia have been amazing. I mean, we bred we had twenty individual group one winners in Australia, 20, right? Well, New South Wales had 21, and they've got four times the amount of foal crop that we've got. 
So that, that's quite incredible. All the, all the Hunter Valley and what have you, they've bred 21 and we've bred 20 from New Zealand. So um, that's an amazing statistic and really helps us get the Australians here to, to come to the sales and, uh, you know, to win what we win. We won 28% of the Group 1s in Australia last season from uh, from only 8% of the runners. So, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a boom time for the breeding industry and now it looks like our domestic racing prize money is getting going and there's a few good things happening and uh, um, you know as far as I'm concerned like was a, we had a very positive day yesterday with with our, our, our vendors and what have you and everyone's uh, got a bit of buzz about themselves at the moment and things are looking pretty good for the future I reckon. Andrew, uh, of course, um, in an ideal world, this will happen at uh, the Ellerslie Racing Club in their new complex on their newly uh, built track. But I don't have to tell anyone, and you in particular, about uh, what a horrifically wet time we've been having it of late. Um, and that, that can hinder uh, development, particularly uh, outside. I just wonder uh, how confident and how closely you're working, working with uh, the Auckland Racing Club. And uh, is there a plan B? Um, well, plan 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 B will be Pukekohe, but the and that and that worked pretty well this year, Smithy. But the latest from Paul Wilcox, the, the CEO there, he's becoming more confident each time I speak to him. Um, and uh, the late the latest photo is um, is, is pretty good, and uh, uh, apparently the, the 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 grass has germinated and uh, it's growing. Um, we just don't need too much more cold weather, cold and wet weather at this time of the year. It obviously doesn't help. But um, if you'd asked me a couple of months ago, I would have been 50-50. But talking to Paul the other day, he, he is, he's uh, pretty confident that we'll get there. So um, it's, it's fingers crossed, Smithy, but um, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty hopeful, pretty confident that we'll get there for the, for, uh, to race at Ellerslie. Smithy. Andrew spent a lot of time around Brendan McCullum in his in his years, and the, the infectious positivity will rub off on you. But you're saying the right things there, Andrew. That is marvellous to hear. That is very very exciting. We might have to check in with Pat, Paul actually just to just to cross reference that. Uh, I did tell you this morning before we let you go that I was going to put you on the spot, but it's not really putting you on, on the spot because you got warning. I would love for you to give us and our our wonderful SCNZ uh, team here. A NZB graduate that you think is going to go to another level this spring, and then we can check back with you at the end of the spring and see if we've um, made a made a buck or two. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you gave me a couple of hours warning, Bruce. Uh, so uh, I have come up with uh, Orchestral. So she's the uh, she's the Savabeel three year old, well, rising three year old Savabeel filly with uh, Roger James and Robert Wellwood. You'd know the filly. She's raced, uh, had a couple of starts. Very, very impressive at Hawke's Bay last uh, start, winning her maiden after running a nice second at Avondale to start before. Uh, she's at $6 um, at the moment, $6 favourite for the 1,000 guineas. Uh, that'll drop to about 280 after she wins the gold trail. <laughs> He's done his own work. She is beautiful. Yeah. Gee, she, and she came out of a good form race at, up at Avondale, didn't she? And um, then she, yeah, scorched the yeah, earth correct, down there and at, around by Smithy, yep. where Smithy is. So, Smithy, you'll get a yep. close She's look at her. She's had a look around so. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it all makes sense. Jeez, you talk a lot of sense, don't you, Andrew? All right, very good. Appreciate your time. And um, we will watch eagerly as the Australians clamour to book NZBF rate flights to get over here. Yeah, good on you, Louis. Thanks, Smithy. Appreciate the time.